Hello and welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie. And we are two foodie cousins. <laughs> or we're hungry cousins. Hey, always, hung- always hungry. Always. Let's especially, be re- especially anything that grandma makes. Oh, I still remember the cakes she made for our birthdays, but we kind of talked about that already. Did we? On the podcast? Yeah, like a million yeah. episodes ago. Oh, well, they were pretty fabulous. I'm going to try and do that with my own children. I can hope. I'm practicing. I've got a lot of baking that I do. Yeah, me too. And plus, I watch the Great British Baking Show, so you know. Oh, my God. I just uh, like started binging it for the second time. <laughs> well, there's new episodes out right now that are yeah, only I on know. Netflix. So. I know. It's awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. It is. But anyway... So- yeah, we're talking about food, favorite foods, all that kind of favorite foods to make, favorite foods to just eat. Because in my opinion, some foods it's like, wow, that's like a lot of work for yeah. not. I'd like I'd rather just go and get it. Favorite recipes, longtime recipes, all that stuff. Oh yeah. So I actually was just thinking right now that the one thing that I, I love to eat. And I wish I could make it, but I, it never turns out right is broccoli and beef, like Chinese food. Oh, beef and broccoli, I, broccoli and beef. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, beef and broccoli, broccoli, beef, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have made it and it tastes all right. But I feel like every single time, like when I make them, like there's just something missing. And then we like get takeout for Chinese and I'm like, this is great. I love it. Why? What? I'm like, I must be missing like the MSG or something. I don't know. Something. Go into the Chinese restaurant and be like, so, um, can I have your beef and broccoli recipe? Right. <laughs> Actually, though, I do think I remember seeing it for some things. Panda Express. I mean, I know it's complete shit Chinese food. I mean, I like eating it, but like, I know it's like nothing authentic or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, they actually, I thought they did post like their actual recipes i think they did for their i think they did for their orange chicken yeah and i remember seeing like some other ones like even in the restaurant so Mm -hmm. i can probably find it i just i'm like i actually kind of given up because even like tom it's not like tom was like no this is fine tom's like it doesn't taste the same like him and i are both like on the same page yeah that like eh, it just doesn't taste the same so it's like then why make it yeah and i my dad loves um we call them brown cookies i think grandma shrank calls them molasses cookies um I don't know what they're actually called. That's what we call them. But no, the, yeah, I think they're the molasses, but either yeah, way. Yeah, my dad calls them brown cookies, but <laughs> that, that recipe is from great grandma Hewitt, my namesake. And when I first started to make them, it was like this huge pressure because grandma Hattie, great grandma Hattie was like the best baker. So my dad is always like, oh, nobody can make it like. No one can make it like her. And I'm like, okay, no, no pressure there. None at all. So the first few times it was like, eh, eh. And finally, like a couple years ago, I was making them. I always make them for Christmas. That's when I make them, of course. And sometimes I'll make them for my dad's birthday. Usually it's one or the other because my dad's birthday is um, January 6th. So I'd be making them like back to back. But finally, like two years ago, I made them and he was like, 
these might even be better than Grandma Hattie's. And I was like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So did you like find like a secret to it? Because I remember my mom finding like a secret to chocolate chip cookies. Actually, a couple of secrets for chocolate chip cookies. Well, you know how Grandma Shrink makes them and they're like a blob? That is Mm -hmm. not how they're supposed to be at all. You're supposed to roll them out really, really thin. They're supposed to be like super thin. thin. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily like wafer thin, but way thinner than Grandma Shrank does them, which is fine. It's a lot of work. I get why she doesn't do it. And I started off trying to like roll them with a rolling pin, but because they have molasses in it, they're too freaking sticky and that's just a disaster. So then I tried to smash them like with a spoon or like the bottom of a cup, you know, just something smaller that's flatter. And that didn't work either. I finally just started like putting a little flour like on my fingers and just like basically just mushing it with my fingers and it works. It was basically just trial and error. But that was the big thing. Like he wants them to be thin enough and then have like just the proper amount of frosting that it's like balanced, which is not easy to do. It sounds like it's easy to do, but it's really not. Well, I mean, and that if that's anything that I've learned from the Great British Baking Show, that's for sure it. Yeah. So I basically just finally got it down to like an art form. (laughs) You're like, ah, so this is how it works. Yeah. My mom uh, with like chocolate chip cookies, because I mean, there's like a million recipes out for chocolate chip cookies, but she doesn't like them how our one aunt makes them where they're like super, super brown and super flat. Um, she, she wants like a fluffier, chewier, chewier yes. cookie. And I believe what she, how she got it to taste the best was browning the butter before you start making like the batter. Oh yeah. It, it, that's like the, she was like, that's the way to do it. <laughs> it usually does come down to the butter. Cause like, that's the way, that's the thing that changes the most. If you notice some people are melting the butter, some people are using it lukewarm. Some people are like half miking it. Like <laughs> some people are browning it. Yeah. And the browning, it also gives it flavor too. Mm-hmm. Cause that's it gives true. it that nutty flavor. So I, I usually, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember like, I always thought my mom made really good cookies because I don't think she ever overbaked them. Yes. And, and she kind of kept them in small little balls when she baked them. But like... Which, yeah, which is fine with chocolate chip cookies, but not the brown ones. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yes, correct. But yeah, I believe that was what she was like, this is what makes it. I always underbake my chocolate chip cookies because I like them really like... Soft, soft and, chewy. and gooey, yeah. So I usually un- like not drastically, but just like a little bit. Oh no, no, I totally get that because to me it's weird when they do quote unquote biscuits, which are cookies, mm-hmm. it, and they're always like, no, it has to have like a snap or a crumble. I'm like, no, it needs to be soft and chewy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like crunchy cookies either. But and then and then everybody always uses gingerbread cookies, and I'm like, gross. <laughs> no. Yeah, the only crunchy cookie I like are ginger snaps. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't like crunchy, but my mom that's what my mom likes is crunchy. So when like when they were visiting, I'd literally have to make like half the chocolate chip cookies underbaked and half of them like kind of overbaked because like Kyle, crispy. Yeah, because Kyle and I like them underbaked and my mom and dad like well, my dad likes them however, he just likes cookies, but my mom likes them over. Well, and I think it depends on like the type of cookie. Like I don't really like the sugar cookies. I like to like crumble, you know, oh, like yeah. that crumbly, snappy. That's another art form. 
is doing sugar cookies, getting oh. them rolled to the right consistency, oh, cutting them out. Oh, my God. You would have no idea what a pain in the ass it was. When I was living with my mother-in-law, she had, she said she was a baker. Uh-huh, sure. You're a baker, but you don't have a rolling pin. I was like, I was like, sure, me and my niece will make Christmas cookies this year. Mm-hmm. Let's start making Grandma Shrank's, the handed down recipe that we always use for I sugar cookies. I love that cookies. recipe. And started making it. I thought she had a rolling pin. I was like, if she's a baker, like she said, like, oh, I used to make millions of cookies. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, then she has to have a rolling pin. Nope. I ended up using a wine bottle to roll them out. Let me that. tell you. Oh my god, it was the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. It, it is harder. Oh, it was because like you have technically you have like one on one side to roll it out. So like it always ended up being kind of like uneven. Yeah. And then it got to a certain point where I was like, F it. Like, I don't care that some of these are thicker and some of these are thinner. We're putting them on a sheet. We're baking them and we're done. Yeah. I mean, they still tasted good. They still tasted Mm -hmm. like the regular, like they weren't a complete, like they look like their shapes. It, it was all fine. It just, they were like the thicknesses were not. Yeah. Not all the same. Where they should be. Paul Hollywood have, would have scolded you. Oh, for sure. And then I would have told him to give me a rolling pin and it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. The first year that I made sugar cookies by myself, it was fun. The stupidest thing that messed me up was I only had plastic spatulas and they're too you know, they're thicker than like the metal ones. So you couldn't get underneath the sugar cookie to to get it off the counter. So you have to have a thin metal spatula. And it was like this, you should have seen me me and my mom, like trying to use a knife to get the freaking cookie off. That's hilarious. Yeah. Because they specifically have like those cookie spatulas. They do. But I mean, I just needed a thin metal one. So I'll literally like why we're doing it. I'm like metal spatula on top of Right. Well, they also now have like the thin plastic ones too, but to me, they don't hold up as well. No, you have to have something because that's the bottom because they flex. Well, yes, mm-hmm. and like the bottoms get like the the plastic kind of erodes on the bottom. Yeah, I mean, maybe it just wasn't like a great yeah. one. And I actually now thinking about it, I'm like I actually do need one of those like little thin metal spatulas. Yeah, and for more than just the. Uh, cookies it's good for a lot of other things too but we do make other things besides cookies guys i know we've just spent like yes we just ten, totally yes 10 minutes talking and, about cookies so rietta what's your favorite thing to actually like cook oh i like making lots of things um i like making spaghetti because i've always made i've never bought like i'm just one of those people that i don't like buying the store-bought jars I've yeah. always, because my mom always made it from scratch. So I just kind of followed suit. And it's really not that hard. Yeah. You really buy isn't. a can of sauce, a can of diced, and a, a can of um, paste. paste. Mm-hmm. And you just cook up some onion and some garlic in a pan and then put the stuff in and spice it how you want to. And really, that's uh-huh. it. I use a little bit of brown sugar because it cuts the acidity of the um, tomatoes. So I like to make that, and Jackson actually really likes it. It's actually a food that he will eat, which is awesome because he doesn't really eat a lot of home-cooked meals. 
And then I have my, gosh, I guess it's like four generations old. So my great, great, great grandpa's. Yeah, something like that. Swedish beetball recipe, which is another thing that took me a while to like. Perfect. Yes, to perfect because there's a very fine line with salt in those. Like if you don't put enough in, it doesn't taste right. And then of course, if you put in too much, it doesn't taste right. So like (laughs) it sounds so stupid and easy, but literally I had to find like the perfect amount of salt where they tasted good. Now that that for sure makes sense. And they're a lot of work. So like when you mess them up, it's really frustrating because um, you know, you have to individually, I usually use, um, what do you call those scoopers? The ice cream scoopers, but like, you know, yes. the mini, the minier ones, mm-hmm. I use them, use them for cookies too, but I use them for the meatballs. Cause then, you know, they're all the same size and it kind of already gets it in a ball for you and you don't have to get your hands all sticky rolling them. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot of work. You have to roll them all out individually and then you can only get so many in a pan at a time. So you're usually doing multiple pans at once. You can put them in the oven, but I like to I like to pan cook them better. So those are two of my favorites. What about you? Well, I like doing grandma shrinks, but I mean we can't really eat this anymore. Grandma shrinks shell recipe, the Italian stuffed shells. Those mm-hmm. are my, yum, my favorite. My husband uh, loves those. But it's always been, like, a favorite food as well. So it's like, oh, great. I can make it, like, homemade, my grandma's recipe. Mm -hmm. Plus it, like, it's pretty much almost always been, like, one of my favorite dishes. Can't really eat it now, but whatever. And, hmm. I don't know. I we I've because of going to like low carb, I've experimented a lot. So now I just kind of like trying new things. I made a bacon cauliflower risotto the other day. So that Ooh, was pretty good. That sounds good. It was. I mean, cauliflower rice is completely different than normal rice or risotto, but yeah. You do what you can. <laughs> yeah, I've been experimenting lately too. I've been eating more um I guess they would call it like Nordic style, which is kind of similar to the Mediterranean diet, but a little different. So it's like got me combining things that I would never have thought like to combine. Oh, what? what? I, I just, I'm like, I'm curious now. Got me all yeah, into this. I have a really good recipe that I just started making that I really like. They call it, it's something stupid. It's like lemony salmon noodles or something like a really s- silly, stupid name. So you just bake the salmon really simple. I think it's just salt, pepper, oregano, and then you squeeze lemon over it and just cook it, covered up, which is with tinfoil. And then you make noodles, the nest noodles, but you could use whatever with your low-carb stuff. But the little nests are, you know, they're only like this big, so you're getting yeah. a really small portion of it. I know you guys – people out there, I'm showing Connie this big, and you guys can't see. Um, let's see. It's like – Like a size of an egg, honestly. Yeah. That's yeah, what that's it looks good, like to me. No, that's a good reference. It's like the size of an egg, so it's not a whole lot of noodles. You can buy them in like packs – of several of them. And in the water with the noodles, you cook um, green beans and broccoli with it. So you do it all together for three minutes and it cooks the noodles. And then in a pan, you cook onion and spinach and a red chili, a little bit of sea salt and pepper. And then you put it all together in the pan, like all of it. You put the, you break up the salmon and put it in there and put the noodles and the green beans and the broccoli in there. And then you finish it off with um, pomegranate seeds. Oh, which I was like, you had me up until the pomegranate seeds. 
it's you're like but I got this, <laughs> but it was really, really good. Like you're getting like the lemony zesty from the fish, and you're getting the nice heartiness from the vegetables, and then you get a little bit of sweet randomly here and there from the pomegranate seeds. It's so mm. good, and it's really good for you. You know, lots of vegetables. Yeah, that's the uh, problem with keto is there are basically no good. I mean, okay, there are some good like noodle substitutes. I made homemade gnocchi from like almond flour and stuff. And it tasted pretty good except for I made my gnocchi noodles a little bit too big because I just we, – we were trying to get out and like go to a party and we were just trying to eat first. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things I'm like, I just want to get out of here. Like, I don't really have the patience right now to roll out a dozen, like, M&M-sized gnocchi noodles. Yeah. Um, so, like, some of them ended up being a little bit too big. And even Tom said, like, they're good if they were smaller. Like, some of the mm-hmm. smaller ones are good. Like, the ones that, like, I first made when I was trying to have the patience. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like you can't really use a rolling pin with it. Yeah. Like in and, and if you were making noodles by hand, you would use a rolling pin, you would flour the rolling pin and you would roll it out like a dough. Yeah, or or you'd use the cranky noodle thingy that yes. they have. Mhm. Either way, and it was just like, okay, this is kind of becoming a pain. I still saved cuz you're not supposed to use like the whole dough for mm-hmm. one meal um so i like cut it in half and i have half in in our freezer so i'll have to try it with more patience next time yeah let me know how it you right <laughs> but even the recipe that i just said you could just leave the noodles out and just eat the veggies and the, the salmon oh true and the pomegranate you could just mix the noodles well you you could also um do which i think is pretty decent is the uh zucchini noodles Mm -hmm. they're they're not too horrible i i i really do like um it's just it takes time to like okay when you see them in the store the zucchini noodles that like the deli or vegetable department make and they're kind of a pretty decent thickness i have the machine the vegetable spiralizer that Mm -hmm. does that and it just takes a while it takes a bit and then you have to also like wait 30 minutes put salt on it let some of the moisture seep out and then use them so it's like and also the machine it is not the easiest to get clean oh i could see that because it has like two different blades a little thing that goes like through it it's it's just a little bit like i Basically, I end up throwing it into the dishwasher, mm-hmm. but like sometimes, like I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend actually made me a dinner. It's been a couple weeks ago now, but she made it with chickpea noodles, and they were actually it was actually really good. Like, couldn't even really tell. I was huge into those before we were low carb because those are not low carb. Unfortunately, no, they're not. But they are. But they are. Different. They're supposed to be healthier. I don't know. I have nothing against noodles. Like, like I said, especially since I'm only eating like a little egg size portion of it. I'm cool with it. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I just feel like I have a hard time because I love noodles so much. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time stopping just at a small portion is always been like a hard, it's easier for me to just not have it in my diet Mm -hmm. than keep it tempting around the house. Cause it's hard for me to just have like 
one scoop of macaroni and cheese or like whatever because of especially when I've gone so long without it now I'm like no I want more because I haven't had this in forever yeah (laughs) see but when I only make that little bundle by itself there is no more so (laughs) yes that's true and you're not gonna and it's not I, I doubt it's as addicting. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, and I doubt it's as addicting as like mac and cheese or whatever. No, I mean, like, I'm sure it's good, but it's, it's good, filling yeah. enough that you are done when you're done. Like, yeah, and it. you're getting all that fish and vegetables and stuff in there too with it, and all that is pretty much non-carb because anything green and leafy and fish are pretty much non-carb. So it kind of just yeah. all balances out. It all works. Yeah, I also really like the. Cauliflower rice is good because I could buy it in a bag and then microwave it and do whatever I want to it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I like the, this spaghetti squash is okay. I don't really make it all the time because Tom's not a huge fan. I don't think. I, don't I like really I like spaghetti squash just as like a vegetable as a side. My dad used to make it all the time. Oh yeah, it's delicious. As I love it. Any type it's of delicious squash, really. With, it's delicious with like just some butter and like garlic or whatever yeah i've put like alfredo on it and i've put um homemade alfredo and homemade marinara on them before and it's also really good yeah i just like spaghetti squash in general um i like squash in general uh acorn squash is really good i like it all yeah i wish that there were more squashes that were low carb (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they're basically the only one that's low carb is spaghetti squash Mm mm-hmm it's unfortunate, but true. I think pumpkin, I mean, that's kind of in the squash family. Yeah, it is. It's kind of in the squash family, so it kind of suits it. But yeah, um, I'm not a huge pumpkin fan. Like, I'm not, not I'm like not the normal person that right now it's fall and they're like, pumpkin. Like, no, I could take it or leave it. Um, I've made, like, I really loved pumpkin squares never had any savory pumpkin that i like liked Mm -hmm. it's normally like in like i've made a decent like pumpkin bread i've made you know some pumpkin pumpkin squares squares. that we have yeah Mm -hmm. but and and i like it i don't mind it in coffee like it's pretty good i have it occasionally actually for all of you starbucks lovers out there (laughs) who do like pumpkin i heard this on the radio one year and i started getting it and it's fucking delicious mm-hmm. you have them sub so they normally put six pumps of pumpkin into a pumpkin spice latte you sub three for white chocolate it's called a cinderella so it's Ooh. like a white chocolate pumpkin latte and it's freaking delicious because that sounds the, interesting because the white mocha adds like a little bit more sweet to it mm-hmm. so i enjoy it a lot. I, I like might have. It. I might have to try one. Yeah, I've just never like the pumpkin squares that we always have for Thanksgiving are like the only thing pumpkin that I like. Like pumpkin pie. Eh. I remember us going down and freaking stealing those all the time. That oh train God. would be gone. Yeah, because we would like take turns going down, and we'd be like, "Oh okay, yeah, this is our third one. This is our fourth one." We're not having any. And then no, Grandma, I've Grandma, only had one. Grandma would come out and be like, what happened to the tray of pumpkin squares? And we're all like, I don't know. Wasn't me. <laughs> but that's for another episode altogether. Yeah, those are so good. That's the only thing pumpkin that I like. 
But yeah. So is there any like experimenting cooking that you do? Trying different stuff? Yeah, I change stuff up whenever I can. Like I said, I just started doing more like Nordic stuff, which I mean, that's pretty simple though, because you're just kind of going back to the roots of just eating like fish and veggies and berries. And um, I just discovered, which I think I talked to you about already, I didn't know that you could soak um, chai seeds overnight and they would literally like expand and become a porridge. So that was a new thing. Um, Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Or pudding, yeah, whatever you want to call it, pudding, porridge, Either whatever. Way. I think um, she calls it porridge, but you know, the, the Europeans tend to call things different things. Mm-hmm. But so I tried that where I put um, almond milk on them overnight and let them soak. And then I don't like it cold. I think you're you're supposed to technically eat it cold, but I'll put it in the microwave just for like 30 seconds just to warm it up a little bit and then put, you know, blueberries Berries. and, and – cinnamon or whatever on them and it's actually pretty good and it's a lot more filling than oatmeal and now people have started doing that and then like basically like okay you have a bowl of the porridge or whatever you want to call it right and Mm -hmm. they add basically like a smoothie to it and Mm -hmm. eat it and it's called a smoothie bowl I like that's really interesting I can't really eat smoothies Mm -hmm. but I like the concept because we're like as a low carb keto diet, you're not supposed to eat a ton of fruit. Like you're only supposed to eat berries. Right. And having a smoothie is like too, basically like too decadent. It's too much like calories and stuff Mm -hmm. and and sugar from to be quote unquote approved for my semi diet that I mostly follow. Yeah, it's always fun to change it up because, you know, you get bored of the same stuff. So I try to throw like new stuff or try different things in there because you you never know. And if you don't like it, you don't make it again. And if you do, then you keep it. Um, I actually just got a really, you know how it is with ground turkey and a lot of people out there know, like ground turkey can be hard to work with because turkey doesn't have a lot of flavor. So you really have to like spice mm-hmm. it up and or put stuff that. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that to get it to have some flavor. And I found a really awesome turkey sloppy joe recipe, and it's become one of my absolute favorites. It is so good. Speaking of turkey, oh my God, turkey chili. I made like a bomb recipe for turkey chili. And instead of using um, whatever they're called, uh, beans, Mm -hmm. I like chopped up like thick cubes of zucchini instead and like because it kind of has not the same texture but kind of similar and like okay what the hell is the point of a beanless chili then all you're basically eating is meat with a red sauce you know what i mean yeah what the hell is the point and then i also added like some cauliflower rice and uh to like still give it some like extra texture It, it was really good i was eating it all week i'm like this is delicious tom was taking it for work for lunch and i was eating it for lunch as well I'm like this is so great this is good, good. it was it was delicious yeah i like chili 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 mac all that stuff is good especially this time of year in the fall it just makes exactly. you happy right and like last week is was when it was much colder so i'm like oh this is perfect weather like this week it's mm-hmm. super weirdly warm but we're not gonna go there <laughs> no we're not we're talking about food not weather today so Yes. And then I tend to like take a recipe and be like, yeah, I like that, but we're going to try this different. Oh yeah. You add your own twist to it. You change out a spice, add a spice, take something out, put something in. So 
now my question for you is because I've noticed this recently and it's probably because I've also changed how we eat. I've noticed how crazy different we cook now. Like, do you see it in yourself? Like where like, oh, you know, I used to just be real simple. And then now like I'm really getting into cooking or have you like stayed basically like the same? I've always been into cooking um, probably because I've watched both of both of my parents cook my whole life. My both of my mom and my dad are both great cooks. So I've always been a cooker. I feel like the only time I was more lazy about it was when I was in college. Cause yeah, you know, same. that's just how it is. So, um, if anything, maybe my cooking's just evolved. Like I know how to make a lot more and I'm not as scared to like try new stuff because I feel like I know what I'm doing. You know, when you're newering at cooking, like you have a harder time, like deetering away from the recipe because you don't want to mess it up. Where now I I can literally just go in the kitchen and be like, these things sound good together. I'm going to throw them together and see what happens, you know, and just make something random. Yeah. Or you like, well, I've made this and it's like kind of similar to these ingredients that I have. Like, let's just try this instead. Like, uh, we'll just substitute this. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like I was the same way except for like the cooking evolved from like, okay, I'll take like some boxed stuff mm-hmm. and I'll add my own flair to it to, okay, now this is going to be like homemade from head to toe. Like I'm going to make the noodles. I'm going to make the mm-hmm. sauce. I'm going to make like the chicken or whatever, you know, like we've even talked about making our own sausage because there's a lot of fillers and sausage that you buy from the store. Yeah. Unless you go to like a butcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless you go to the butcher, there's like m- most of the time, like Tom used to love those like gross to me, they're gross. Uh, Johnsonville brats that were like packaged kind of by like the hot dogs i'm like those are really not that great for you honey like he was so bummed when we changed our diets i was like no you can't have those anymore those are bad for you <laughs> like if you actually looked at the back of the, the package these are not good yeah well and the butcher ones are better anyway because they're oh hell you know yeah. they're fresh and you yeah so but yeah it's just changed that way I've, we've gotten like more into it and now it's also become like oh, he'll do, like, the steaks, and I'll do, like, a couple sides. So, like, it's nice that it's more like him and I are both planning out our meals, which is what I like about it, too. Yeah. Kyle and I love cooking together. It's fun, and it's a nice way to bond, and you get to do things together, and you can talk about your day while you do it. And, yeah, we love doing that. I'm ready for him to come home so we can do that. Have you actually tried um, getting, like, Jackson to cook with you? I'm just curious. Or is he too young still? You just really, he's I've not tried. Really he's not really interested, which is fine. He's still young. Um, he'll occasionally bake with me if he's in the mood, but um, you, know, oh, kids, nice, you know how our kids are. They don't have a lot of patience, so yeah. he usually gets bored with it, and it's like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember, it, especially our childhood, it was definitely like baking. Like I remember helping with baking because like they would let me, oh yeah, go over to the pot of flour and you can measure it out. You know what I mean? Like it was easier to include me because there wasn't any sharp knives or heat heat involved until you tossed them into the oven. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course, frosting was easy. Like here, take this cookie and just slap this color on here or that color. Okay. Don't eat it. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. It's a little bit easier to get involved. Yeah, so it's fun. So what kind – is there any, like, 
types of like food that you're like, yeah, I'll go out and I'll eat that at a restaurant, but nope, not making this at home. Way too much time, way too much work. No, no, we're fine. Mm. Trying to think what's hard to make. Like Something- how I. I said so, my Chinese. <laughs> yeah, you're Chinese. Um, the other thing I like, I think is frustrating to make, but it's not necessarily hard, is like crab legs, but it's because crab legs are a pain in the ass to open. Like, so even at a restaurant, I'm like, I want to order them, but there's so much work for so little meat. <laughs> yeah, really. Actually, Tom just showed me a, a funny video about that where it was like crab legs versus getting like the canned crab meat. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, unless it's un- under like a dollar fifty a pound, you're better off just getting the crab meat, like in a can. Interesting. Well, that's good to know. And yeah, I just don't feel like dealing with that. I feel like I've been wanting to make sushi, but I feel like that is a big endeavor. So that I really haven't is. done that because you and definitely- you need that rolling kit or whatever yeah, to roll like, it all up. And I feel like if I roll it, it's just going to be a hot mess. <laughs> So I haven't gone down that road yet. Maybe like, one day. I want to, but well, and also there's like a lot of like in elements that you need to get right to be able to even like cut the roll. Like you have to get yeah. the, the rice sticky and correct so that it'll actually roll. And then when you cut it, it'll stay together. Right. Because like that's, it's basically the glue. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The rice is holding everything in. And so if the rice is messed up, then the whole thing is. Yes. Messed like I feel like I feel the same way about that especially yeah. because like there's also really no way to make that keto at all yeah like uh cauliflower rice is not gonna do it because it will never stick together yeah it won't like stick that. like that yeah yeah I mean they make the ones with the rice paper and you could just make it with the rice paper and then just take the paper off and just eat the inside but that kind of defeats the point the purpose yep mm-hmm. That's yeah for and sure. I also feel like I'm not going to make it when I live on an island where like they make amazing sushi for me. So like, why am I going to go through all that work when I can go down the street and get it? Yeah, you could just do that the next time you move when there's not great sushi, right? Yeah. Like there's always time whenever you get like fed up, you know? Yeah. And the, the only other thing, but I still make it. I haven't recently that is a lot of work is pizza because I literally make pizza mm-hmm. completely from scratch. I make the dough, the sauce, everything. And it just, it's literally an all day endeavor. Yeah. And that was actually something like that I wanted to try for a while, like making a homemade dough. Same with like regular noodles, mm-hmm. not just like the keto noodles. That's fine. Um, but I wanted to get into making both of those from scratch. And I think I probably will, whenever we like start loosening up on like, I still, for all of you who don't know, like I only really keep like almond flour and coconut flour in my house. Mm -hmm. So, but I think with kids, I'll start keeping like regular flour because I would still a hundred percent rather make noodles or pizza crust instead of buying it, even if it is an endeavor. It is. It takes a long time and I have a good recipe. So whenever you start, like, I think it's, I think it's my dad's recipe. It's really good. So whenever you start, I will send it to you. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a process. Exactly. And it's, we've for so long now have not shopped really in like a lot of the aisles, like maybe getting some can of tomatoes, like whatever, like to make like a homemade like pasta sauce or whatever, like we just talked about. Sure. But like, we've not bought like 
boxed goods and like mm-hmm. a like pre-made pizza. I haven't had that in, in like two years now. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather like if I'm gonna start bringing those kind of carbs back in my life, I'd rather just have them fresh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's actually something Jackson does like to do. He likes to make pizza. He likes to roll out the dough and put his own ingredients on and stuff. So he does like to do that. Yeah, that used to be our like fam our family friday type thing that we would do is is make homemade pizza yeah it is it is fun and like it can it definitely can be fun it just it is an all-day thing you know what though i have tried multiple times with multiple different crusts keto different low-carb pizza crust and let me tell you none of them taste as good (laughs) of course not no no it's it never is going to and that's fine but they still But it was nice to like, so Tom and I differ on this. I think it was fine. He didn't like it because of this. Like I tried a couple of different crusts and like his problem is like, well, you can only have two small slices and then you already feel like crazy full. Yeah. You know, and he does, he didn't like how heavy it made him feel after only like two slices Mm -hmm. where I was like, I don't really care because I get to eat, I get to feel normal and feel like I'm eating regular pizza, even if it is quote unquote low carb. Right. Exactly. So I I differ on that, but it's fine. You're allowed to, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of anything else. I think that's the main stuff, isn't it? It is for me. So, oh, one other thing. So do you have um, like grandma's meatball recipe that they always have at like uh, Christmas Eve? I can't remember. Like they're in a sauce. And it was really funny. The other year I saw her making them because like we were frosting cookies while she was making um, the the uh meatballs and she actually ate some of the raw dough to like see if it tasted correct i was oh, like yeah. oh my god i was like that's crazy my mom does that too oh so it's it's a uh, passed down huh i won't do it but my mom does I, she, I will she not. Tests, um she tests her meatloaf she tastes the meatloaf meat and um yeah the meatballs no. I don't have a whole lot of grandma shrinks recipes. I have like I have her sugar cookie recipe. Um you have her uh chicken noodle soup. No, I have my mom's chicken noodle soup recipe. Oh, but but I thought it was the same. It might be. I think my mom changed it a little. So, I guess I guess it's a rebranding of her. But I have a ton of my grandma's sh- um Vix recipes cuz uh, she could have been a gourmet chef. Like her cooking was out of this world. Like you go to her house for Christmas and she makes duck with compote sauce, like some fancy sauce. I don't even know. Like, I mean, compote. Yeah. Yeah. Like ridiculous. So I have a lot of her recipes and I don't even make some of them cause they're freaking fancy. <laughs> Um, cause remember you asked me, I made stuff shells and you're like, Oh, is it grandma's recipe? And it was actually one that I just pulled offline and it's probably similar, but it was delicious. Cause my husband, my husband is huge into Italian, anything Italian stuff, shells, manicotti. He loves oh, all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have some of, she was like another grandma to me kind of, um, slash like, cause like babysitter was too mild of a term for her because of the fact that like she bought me like 
a diamond cross necklace. She bought me and my brothers like crazy fancy like baby shoes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like she spent so much more like money and time with us and she owned a bakery in Chicago. So like I have her, what are they called? The scallion potatoes or like the cheesy like thin sliced potatoes. I don't remember what that's called. I think, yeah. Scalloped 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 potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. I have that recipe i have like a bunch of her recipes and then i know a couple of grandmas and that's about it yeah Mm -hmm. the the shelves being my favorite because i asked her i was like you need to teach me how to cook this it's like i love this stuff so we did one night see there you go i do want to know her um she makes every new year and she says that that's how the following year is going to turn out her donuts I'm like I need to get that recipe. Yeah, actually, my Homemade mom, donuts. my mom and I were just talking about that. That we need the oh, donut really? recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why she was here too? She's like, oh, we should make donuts. We should call grandma and get the recipe. And I'm like, you know, she's not good at on the phone. We need to like get it you from need to her be in person. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's, yeah. Mm, oh, I do. I do have. Um, I do have grandma's stuffing recipe. Yeah, so do I. Because I've been doing, I know I've been doing Thanksgiving for 10 years now, so I have her stuffing. Oh my God, though, last year, I I don't know if it was because it was my mom's written down version of grandma's stuffing or what, or if it was just me being like a dumb blonde. I, I don't really know. But like, so I had her stuffing recipe and like, okay, made all the ingredients that she had in there, but for whatever reason, I like doubled the amount or like the amount of bread wasn't like on it or I don't know. So I'm like, I don't know how much bread to use. And I don't know if it was because it wasn't written down on the recipe or if like it wasn't like specified. It was, mm-hmm. it was like one package of, of bread and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like these don't really seem like big packages of bread. Am I supposed to use multiple? It got, it was fine. Like the recipe turned out fine. It was just not, I didn't have a big enough bowl to mix it all in. So it didn't get, to me, it didn't get moist enough, but I have a big enough bowl this year. Yeah. Well, I do it over the stove and I I want to say it's four cups of bread. It's either four or two because sometimes I double it. So I'm not sure if my brain is doubling it or if it's just, but yeah. I do it over the stove and then just slowly dribble the the chicken broth over it to start getting it sticky. Well, either way, I didn't have, I didn't think it out enough to do it on the stove because I just had everything sauteing in a small pan. There's no mm-hmm. way you were going to fit four cups of anything in a, in a small saute pan. Oh yeah. No, uh, you gotta use a big pan. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> but this year I'll, I'll, I'll do it correctly. I'm like, okay, learn from that. Yeah. I yeah, usually you didn't do that. Right. I usually end up, well, last year I made a really, was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year I made a really big turkey. I made like a 22-pound turkey. So I think I Hey, me too. I think I quadrupled it. I made stuffing. I made stuffing times 4. Yeah. I well, I mean stuffing is the best part, but we really should all save this for next episode. Yes, when we, we will. Talk about Thanksgiving. So that's the end of this one. Yes, exactly. Where we just take a little foray into food, you know? Keep it a little bit lighter in these interesting times we're having. No kidding. So this is how to deal when shit gets real. 
And uh, if you want any recipes, let us know on our social media. <laughs> Please do. All or right. You, or if you have any recipes. Or if, yeah, or if you have any recipes. I love all recipes and I try a million different things, especially because I'm low carb. Um, so check us out. Leave comments, leave recipes, and we'll see you next time.